Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani. And alongside me tonight, folks, for an extremely special episode heading into football season, is the man himself, Central Iowa's own, just over a week away from opening week in college football. Nicholas Osen, how are you doing tonight, my brother? You know, I'm usually pretty good. I'm doing even better. This is one of my favorite shows of the year, my brother. And like you mentioned, so Iowa State, most of the college football world is going next week. We, as you will hear much more about later in the show, have our fantasy draft this week. And then the following, you're repping them, the Chicago Bears get rolling. So it is one of the best three-week stretches of the year. Even somebody that, you know, could be down in the dumps would have to be excited about this stretch. Nick, the only thing keeping me going is the fact that September is right around the corner. And I could not be any more on the same wavelength as you. College football kicks off this Saturday, as crazy as that sounds. They recently dubbed Week Zero. And then, of course, the big dogs roll into town in the official Week One. Iowa State playing, Wisconsin Badgers playing. And that is when the true football fandom begins because at that point we'll be a week away from rivalry known as the Green Bay Packers coming into Soldier Field against our beloved Chicago Bears. So the next three weeks are pivotal and September is truly when my year begins. As our listeners know, this is my Super Bowl from September all the way to February. These are my months as I know they are yours, Nick. So let's bask in the glory that is football season and enjoy every last moment of this ride because we will be recording week in and week out as we always do during the football season to give our fans and our listeners every ounce of what we have during the greatest time of the calendar year. So folks, strap in for a wild one. And as always, juice up. All right, Nick, I mentioned how important this episode is and certainly one of our favorites of the year. We're right in that late August, early September zone, and that means fantasy football drafts are in high gear. We have our draft together on Sunday night. Just days after recording this, and I don't want to give away too many of the tricks that I have up my sleeve, but for our listeners at home, they need to know who we are looking at come draft time, and this year is extremely meaningful when it comes to fantasy football because you and I met in the championship last year, and I fell short by a handful of points. And I am looking to redeem myself in our league, make it back to the chip. Wouldn't mind if it was against you. But certainly I need to make myself known in the fantasy space as I have in years past. Winning multiple championships, but it has been a while. So it is time to reclaim the throne. And I'm hopeful that you'll be my foe 
come the end of the season. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to put it. You know, I like that you mentioned you won a couple of leagues. Uh, this is, you know me, I, I don't, you know, mess like our guy Broadway does, friend of the show, but I don't believe you've won our new one and new is the last six or seven years. Is that correct? I have not claimed the throne of this league, but I have been to the championship multiple years. And I believe two out of the last three. So I'm always sitting near the top of the standings, and it's time to hit the peak of the mountain in 2023. Yes, we. I believe this is year seven of your very much respected league here, brother. One of my favorites, one of the few that I'm still going to allow myself a little time and enjoyment with this year. That means we've had six championships I have been to four of them, uh, winning two, and I believe it, it was the bookends. I think our first one, and I know I obviously won uh, last year, you know, us two in the championship. That was incredible. And that was a team that, you know, a lot of people were clowning me for when I drafted it. So I'll, I'll get a little bit further into how, you know, I won that and what I'm looking for this year is it's, it's still very similar. But, no, I mean, you're exactly right. I, I don't really have a problem with saying – uh, you know, you're a bigger football fan than me. I, I love it. And during the season, it is my favorite sport. But overall, you know, basketball generally holds my heart. But fantasy football, I don't think I've met a bigger fan <laughs> than myself. Uh, one year at ESPN, I was in six money leagues. So I had to tone that down, <laughs> certainly, uh, with kind of some more of my recent jobs and things of that nature, but I'm very excited. And, and I'll, I guess I'll go right into it. One spot where I like that you are my first draft, but I wish we still were waiting a little bit, is I'm nervous to see. We don't know where JT, Jonathan Taylor, is going to end up. Now, I guess we're still four or five days away. When you're all listening, we'll, we'll probably be about four days away from our draft. But... That's a player that I think is a sneaky good pickup, depending on where he ends up, brother. Nick, it's about time you let me get a word in edgewise here. <laughs> good Lord. I was going to praise you for your timeline of this league that we're in together because, as our listeners know, you sometimes like to throw out a wonky number here or there. But I think you're pretty accurate in terms of when this league started it really began as a way to stay connected uh, when I went to college several years ago now and be in a league with friends that were across the country and things of that nature. And I could not start a league without you because, as you mentioned, Nick, fantasy football for you is beyond an obsession. And you <laughs> And you have weaned yourself off the last couple of years, cutting down the leagues, not in half, but right around there. So I'll give you credit. But this league has truly become of the utmost priority for me because it has been pretty much the same characters throughout and people that are dedicated to the craft like myself and the men across from me. So, folks, he mentions... Jonathan Taylor, that's a Wisconsin alum, one of the greatest running backs in Badger history. And 
we have been hopeful in the past that this trade could go in favor of the Bears. It's not likely. Ibraflus has been pretty steadfast in the fact that he's comfortable with the running back room. I personally think that's a mistake. But in that second preseason game, which we will recap toward the end of the show, going in a bit of reverse today, I was more impressed with Deontay Foreman and Rashawn Johnson, something I hadn't seen out of them in week one of the preseason or really hear a lot about them in camp. But Jonathan Taylor, coming off of a down year, Nick, he is going to be an astronomical force wherever he ends up. Again, I'm hopeful that it's in Chicago, but that's not likely. I would be nervous to take him in the first round of the draft, though, because he more than likely won't be traded right away before week one. And if he is still a part of that Indianapolis Colts roster, he'll be sitting. He has made it clear that he won't play for the Colts. The Colts have given him the opportunity to seek out a trade. So I don't see him playing in a Colts uniform if he still is on the roster week one. So I could see number 23 falling out of the first round, Nick. And we know the two most important positions in fantasy football in the modern era are wide receiver and running back. And I believe wide receiver has become the most important because of the PPR leagues. You and I do a full point PPR, which I love because this is a passing league in the modern era of football so you have to adapt and it's what have you done for me lately so you mentioned jonathan taylor i need to mention some guys that i've had on my team in the past that i always am looking to strike for and a wide receiver that's always at the top of my list and i also like to have the duo is Stefan Diggs of the Buffalo Bills. Because I'm not going to bank on the fact that, oh, I'm going to have the number one pick. I'm going to have the second pick. You know, I'm expecting a late first round pick for myself every year. You have to play it that way. And because that's just usually how your luck is. Exactly right, Nick. <laughs> Stefan Diggs is and will always be my favorite wide receiver on the board in fantasy because he has dealt with so many rumors of, oh, I want out of Buffalo. I can't play up north anymore. And all of that is hoopla. He has cut that off. He's made it abundantly clear that he's excited for this season and ready to bolster those numbers and foster that connection with Josh Allen. So he will be someone I'll be looking out for heavily. And then a couple more receivers that I have to mention. Someone, and when you talk about what have you done for me lately, this one jumps off the page. And that is an NFC North rival in Amon Ross St. Brown. He was a superstar last year for the Detroit Lions and a fantasy football hound. I am looking to grab him early in the draft if he's available. 
and have a dynamic duo at the wide receiver position. And lastly, when I talk about wide receiver, could he be a flex? Could he be the second wide receiver in the draft? That has to be Chicago's own DJ Moore. I need him on my roster. Wherever he's available, I won't draft him too early, but if he's available at the right spot, I'm taking him, and that will make me root for him even more because, of course, I'll be rooting heavily for the Bears any given Sunday, but good Lord, get in that end zone number two because you are going to end up on my fantasy football team. I'm hoping that this is, you know, one of these times we've got to kind of link up in person for this draft. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I'm not going to jab you for what you said about me talking after looking at the clock here with you. But, no, in, in all seriousness, I've been pretty big on giving you credit on this show recently. Stefan Diggs, like you mentioned, with the Bills. Josh Allen, obviously not fantasy football, but Jokic. You've been ahead of the curve on some of these guys, and you do like that stack. It's going to be hard for you to get both. Obviously, you do often get Stefan on your team. The stack, so I'll go backwards. One of my all-time favorite players, he's become all-time. Somebody I've had on at least one team for the last six years. Granted, I often have plenty of leagues to choose from, but I remember, and this was a a year I won, Got to the championship in your league, did not win in the end. But 2019, I started just really focusing on tight ends, a position I used to play, one of my favorites. Took Kelsey, and I took Zach Ertz. And then Zach Ertz was still on the Eagles. He was a top, what, five to seven option at worst in fantasy. Now, these last two years, once in your league, twice in another, I've gone with this chief stack. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. I've been able to do it because I haven't valued, I'd probably say wideouts as much as others. And, you know, knock on wood, it has really led me to a lot of success. That was one of the few notes I had written down. I, of course, oh, what are you guys saying? It it doesn't take a genius, right, for that combination. But it is harder to be able to obtain those picks and get them both than it sounds. I've really had to hurt at other positions. But like you said, you know, and you've you've done pretty well in fantasy, much better these last few years. It just makes it more fun when you've got one or two guys that are either on your real favorite team or that you just love. Like prime Giants into early Cleveland, give me OBJ. You know, my favorite player maybe in the world that's not on Chicago. It's between him and Kelsey. I think OBJ's back this year. But Kelsey just – I'm not giving away too much here, but he is basically – an RB2 or a wide receiver one playing tight end. Nick, that stack down in Kansas City has served you well year in and year out ever since Patrick Mahomes burst onto the scene. And Travis Kelsey even credits Mahomes for, you know, kickstarting his career. Obviously, he had success with Alex Smith at quarterback throwing him the ball. He did not become a premier pass catcher in this league until number 15 started slinging him the ball. So, yes, 
your running back position and your wide out position will be lacking if you take Travis Kelsey in the first round. But as I say, you always somehow make it into the playoffs with that duo. And the fact of the matter is they're not only the best quarterback tight end duo in the league in terms of what they do on the field, but it also translates very well to fantasy football. And of course, Travis Kelsey is getting up there in age. Are his touchdown numbers going to dwindle a little bit? Possibly. But he is going to catch six, seven, eight balls a game. And right there, that is a point per reception that you have to factor in when you're drafting. So I will always give you credit for remaining committed to those two picks because (laughs) it is very challenging to get them both on the same team because there is always one guy in the draft that takes a quarterback too early and nine times out of 10, that's going to be Patrick Mahomes. So Nick, we've talked a lot about throwing and catching the football. And now we need to move into the backfield and talk about those premier tailbacks in the National Football League and how they chalk up fantasy-wise. My fantasy football team name for a number of years now has been King Henry's Ironman, and I will look to continue that trend by drafting Derrick Henry, if available, because I am truly dumbfounded at the quarterback situation in Tennessee. I thought, okay, they drafted Malik Willis last year. Maybe he will become the starting quarterback in Tennessee, turn things around. Clearly, that didn't work out. Okay, they drafted Will Levis. Maybe he will start in his rookie year. Nope. They're running the same old thing back that hasn't worked in a handful of years now. Ryan Tannehill is still a starting quarterback in the National Football League. And for that reason, Derrick Henry is going to continue shouldering the load of that offense in Tennessee. He'll get you goal line touchdowns. He'll rush for well over a thousand yards. And yes, the wide receiver position has improved in Tennessee. Talk about DeAndre Hopkins. Traylon Burks was incredible in fantasy last year. Someone that was not on a lot of people's radar. But that offense runs through Derrick Henry. Will the blocking be as good without Taylor Lewan and that front five? Possibly not, but Derrick Henry is a freak of nature. He's going to get through that line and break away for burst runs and also make his way into the end zone. So he is a premier back for me. And then someone who was... Not on many people's list last year other than myself and the man across from me because we know so much about the Iowa State Cyclones, and that is Brees Hall. He was one of the best running backs, specifically fantasy running backs, last year before he got hurt. And he fell late in the draft for me last year. And I was so fortunate to 
put him into my starting lineup up until he had that season-ending injury. So, good Lord, Brees Hall, he's back in action, and he needs to be drafted relatively early. We're in a similar wavelength here, brother. So, basically, you get credit for getting him, for sure. We both knew what he was capable of. I got here the tail, tail end of his career, basically. National name, really, really, really good college football player. And that has translated. So, basically, give me any piece, essentially, of the Jets' offense. Brees Hall, one of the best players on the offense, the best running back. I think Dalvin Cook is going to play a role on that team, though. I think Rodgers is going to get some of that fantasy value back. Obviously, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. I was going to say Iowa State. Should have another really good year. Alan Lazard as like a two or three on your team. I mean, we're not just showing some Cyclones love there. That is a team I like, Noah. Another team I love pieces of. Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts, of course. Dallas Goddard, who I know we've both had before. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Now, a team I question a little bit because I question their defense and I question their running game is the Vikings. If you can get Jefferson, obviously, of course, and you should make the playoffs based on that alone. But I'm not sure if Madison is ready to be an RB1, and I think that's a team that's going to have to throw a lot. So that's maybe a spot I would kind of avoid. I think the Bears have some sexy names and pieces. I really do. But the question there is kind of consistency. And then one more name I'll throw out there as our show is just zooming by here. Christian Watson. Now, wide receivers coach at Iowa State here, Coach Noah Pauly, actually coached Watson in college, which is just a cool note. Obviously, I'm here covering Iowa State. I think Watson's legit, man, and I know we're not Packers guys, but I think he's somebody that could eventually potentially hit that 1,000-yard Pro Bowl alternate-type level. Nick, he certainly showed it late in the Packers season in 2022 when they were vying for a playoff spot. But drafting Christian Watson, it's all about who's throwing him the football. And you talk about the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers made Christian Watson a star last year. We do not know about Jordan Love. Of course, we've seen a couple flashes in preseason, but we won't know until they're in between the white lines at Soldier Field in week one. So I love how you shifted the talk to teams and what type of pieces the New York Jets have, the Philadelphia Eagles. The first, and I mean the first tight end that I had listed on my board, because I know you are going to steal Travis Kelsey way too early, is number 88 in the Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Goddard. He has been spectacular for me in the past, and it's all about him staying healthy because he missed some games during the regular season last year. And then, you know, of course, had a shattered arm at one point. So can he stay on the field? And if he does, I know Jalen Hurts will get him the football because A.J. Brown is going to be 
double teamed a lot of the time. Safety's coming down and ball hawking when it comes to A.J. Brown. So Dallas Goddard is a reliable option if he is on the field. And, of course, a backup tight end. I need a Chicago Bear, and that is number 85, Cole Komet. Touchdown machine. And he'll continue to be this coming season in 2023. And, Nick, to round out my picks in fantasy, you talk so highly of the New York Jets. And that is because who they have under center. No, he's not going to be my starting quarterback in fantasy. Don't get it twisted. But I need Aaron Rodgers as a second or third quarterback on my fantasy football team. And I mentioned it earlier. I always have my eye on Josh Allen as my starting quarterback or 10 out in L.A., Justin Herbert as my starting quarterback. So those are who I'm looking to at the starting position. And then when I look for a second or third option, I have to go Justin Fields and Aaron Rodgers for fantasy football because Fields, of course, has not been stellar in the passing game. But there were many times last year where he rushed for over 100 yards and games where he had over 30 fantasy points. So that's certainly someone you need to pick up late rounds of your draft. And Aaron Rodgers goes without saying weapon after weapon after weapon on that offense. Yeah, I I agree with a lot of those points. You know, I'd say one more team that's generally nice to have some weapons is the 49ers. Obviously, you know, arguably the best back in the NFL. Of course, the top three back in Christian McCaffrey. There's George Kittle, hopefully a healthy Debo, Brandon Ayuk, and, you know, an Iowa State legend, former star standout Brock Purdy, leading the way out west. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, this is truly one of my favorite shows, and I'm hoping I get a decent pick in this year's draft, but I can't wait. And we will let you all know how things kind of shook out in our next episode. Nick, that was a smooth transition and close out of the show i really thought we were gonna get to some preseason week two recap of our beloved chicago bears but fantasy football is at the forefront right now and of course christian mccaffrey came across my board early but i thought it was a little bit chalky and i have been duped by him before especially in my 10-man league where I drafted him back-to-back years with the number one overall pick, and he spent the majority of his seasons outside of football with injury. So I've stayed away from him, uh, but I know he's turned a new leaf in San Francisco. So if you have a high pick, it's a no-brainer. Number 23 is the most dynamic running back in football when you talk about running and catching the ball. And all I will say about preseason week two is Tyson Bajant belongs on an NFL roster, and I'm hopeful that he is a Chicago Bear when it comes to September because he is a true 
human highlight reel, and so fun to watch, even if it is just preseason. So, Nick, thank you so much for providing your insight on fantasy football. And, folks, next time we talk, we will go over our rosters together and go all in on the NFL season. So thank you for tuning in. And as always, juice up. Bear down forever.